Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Sir Dave. Seven, baby. Andy Brant Bernard. Mr. Money Mart. Talk. Josh Arnold. <laughs> yeah, where the hell is wow, he? Wow, sounds just like him. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Miller in studio with us as well, which is always a good thing. There's no question about that. I'm in your so chair, Tom. by the way, Tom. You got the chair? They gave Thank me the chair. Now you're talking. You're going to be running the whole whole setup, the good stuff. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, Josh is going to be on the show, but he's going to be remote because he has a flight he has to catch. That's why he didn't come in today. We've got a great guest. Harvey Levin's coming in from TMZ. He's talking about a new show that they have, uh, that he that he has. I shouldn't say they have, but he has. But he's always been a really great guest, so he should be on any minute so we can all talk to Harvey. Mr. Levin about, you guys watch that TMZ, the 20, 20 mile zone is what TMZ stands for. Not my, not my deal. Thirty. I didn't know that. No, I think it is 30 miles zone. I think you're right. I had no idea yeah, that's what that, that meant. I've, I'd never even questioned it. It was just TMZ. I didn't until yesterday when dad said it. <laughs> it's 30 mile zone. It's not why I said oh, 20. It's 30 mile zone, which is basically the area around Los Angeles and the goofy crap that happens inside that TMZ. Well, there is a lot of that. There is a lot of that. There's no question about it. But so, how's everybody? Everything else good? Everything's phenomenal. All right, Andy. We can bring up once Harvey gets on. We can bring up uh, Josh. Uh, yes, Josh should be getting the streamyard link at any yep. minute. Yeah, we're just waiting for him to sign on. Typical. <laughs> That's all I have to say is typical. So I heard that it's going to be like in the low 40s next week. That's what they're saying. That's pretty damn well, cool. That doesn't happen very often. They're, they're talking a little bit of rain. If we get a little bit of rain and 40 degrees, there may be a Mustang sighting this Ooh. next week. Mm. Mustangs. Oh, that's right. Your Mustang. You brought yep. that over to Andy's house one, uh, yep. one there. Okay, I want to run this by you guys because I ran it by Tevin already and AJ. Uh, Friday is America's favorite night for pizza. Here are the worst possible toppings. We went with, I went with sauerkraut, and then people got mad at me because they thought that, that German pizza is good. You used to like the, um, well, the, uh, the Tom Bernard over at Red Savoy. It's got sauerkraut. Oh, that's on right. It. It's got sauerkraut. My own pizza has oh, sauerkraut. Good job. <laughs> way to go, no. Tom. <laughs> Whoops. Way to go, Tommy. Way to pay attention, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure number one is probably pineapple. Oh, it's I, love pineapple. I love pineapple. I love the pizza. most. It's the most um, controversial of topping pizza. I bet anchovies are on there, even though they are the best. Pizza topping. You know who doesn't oh, appreciate Hawaiian pizza? Hawaiians. Probably. Because it was in no <laughs> yeah. capacity invented in Hawaii. It was invented in Canada. And my, my good friend true. Kermit Apio is Hawaiian, and he's very into his culture. Oh, yeah. And yeah, let me tell you, guy. if you want to get – Kermit doesn't curse on stage. If you ever wanted to get Kermit to curse, just bring up Hawaiian pizza and say how you really <laughs> like Hawaii. He, he might start cursing at you. Well, it's funny you mentioned Canadians because you do the same thing to Canadians with Canadian bacon. Which is on Hawaiian pizza. pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Canadians, they're like, it's not 
Canadian bacon. It's just ham. Exactly. We don't call it bacon up here. <laughs> so it's a ham pizza. Yeah, it's a ham and pineapple pizza. Which, I mean, it sounds Hawaiian. Well, ham and pineapple is Hawaiian, but not on pizza. Yeah, I suppose that is true. No. Well, is Friday uh, pizza night for your family? If so, you're in line with the average American, uh, what, what they're doing. Pizza Hut's annual pizza report found Friday is the most popular day of the week to order. Yeah, it is for us. Friday is usually what we, yeah, we get pizza on Friday or Saturday, I suppose. Uh, a few stats, America's pizza eating habits, including the worst possible toppings. The average person has pizza three times a month and eats a total of eight slices. The top pizza eating states are North Dakota, New York, Minnesota's number three, and Wisconsin's four. There are no Italians living in any of those areas. <laughs> well, it's not really well, Italian food is anymore. Pizza really Italian? Um, at this point, no. Yeah, it's been it's been appropriated. Yeah, but yeah, you got North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and New York. Those are the four. Top yeah, but ones. like ninety percent of the New York of the North Dakota ones are Heggies. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You know I think That's true. yeah, between Sansevier and North Dakota, Heggies is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make it through somehow. Thin crust is now our favorite type, getting 28% of the vote. Stuffed crust is next with 20%. And then thick uh, crust is 14 The most popular thing to dip it, uh, in is ranch. I, I do not dip my pizza in anything. No. If you've got to dip your pizza, pizza, there's something wrong with your pizza. Yeah, I agree. Enough, there's right. enough flavor there already. Yep. Thank you. They dip it in ranch dressing, which I don't like anyway. It's too sweet. Ugh. I don't like ranch dressing. You like no. that stuff? Nah. No. It's horrible. Nope. Nah. nope. It's terrible. It's uh, followed by garlic sauce. No to that, too. Hot sauce is distant third. No to that, too. No. Don't mess your pizza up by putting that crap on your pizza. I what will. On a, on a buffalo chicken pizza, I will uh, douse it with uh, Cholula or something. That's a little different, though, because that's almost like you're doing it to the chicken, which happens to be on the pizza. That's it's kind of like you're following the chicken <laughs> you're rule. You're not wrong. And the pizza is the yes. vessel for the buffalo. Exactly. This I'm completely down with that. I like it. New York style is the most popular type pizza, followed by Chicago style. Only three states prefer something else. Detroit style in Michigan, St. Louis style in Missouri, and people in California supposedly prefer California style pizza with non-traditional toppings like avocado and arugula. Oh, aren't you for a <laughs> I'll tell you, Domino's makes a phenomenal spinach and feta cheese mm. with Alfredo oh, yeah. sauce on that in that thin Greek crust. Pizza. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. See, the really? thing about Detroit style is, if someone described literally anything as Detroit style, wouldn't you assume that means the worst version? Yes. <laughs> if someone said this is a Detroit style remote control, this is a Detroit style car, this is a Detroit style. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe car actually I is have, the only I have exception. Three Detroit style cars here. That's a car might be the only exception. Okay, thank you. That actually might be the only exception. <laughs> Everything else you go. But how's your wife? She's Detroit style. You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so now I have to ask this question in the proper way. Because Josh just popped on, so I'd like, I have to ask it this way. So, Josh, do Jews like pizza? <laughs> I like pizza. I think most Jews like pizza. Are you, Are you working out right now? a Peloton. <laughs> Are you on the Peloton? No, we don't have a Peloton. What are you on? Well, then you're standing very strangely. <laughs> <laughs> he well, is yeah, on we're, we're sitting on we're sitting on a, a bike, but not okay. a Peloton. Oh, okay. Because I'm telling you, if you're not sitting on a bike, you're all of a sudden Stevie Wonder. You know, <laughs> everybody said, "Yeah." I'm not blind. So Josh, I might be deaf. I might be deaf. <laughs> what's it? Josh, I do what? I do like to dip my pizza in in some extra sauce. Really? Hmm. Yeah. But what kind of sauce? What kind of sauce? The great marinara sauce. 
Oh, so it's the marinara. You Can't like, you well, just get it with extra sauce? Yeah. I get it with sauce. I like to add extra sauce. Wow. I also like to have extra cheese along with uh, spinach, peppers, and onions, and extra garlic. It sounds like you just want a second pizza. Yeah, <laughs> just get two pizzas. <laughs> That's right. As someone who can, too much bread. As so, someone who can blow through a pizza on his own, there's always two pizzas ordered. <laughs> mm -hmm. That works for me. And, of course, you know, you could also have a calzone. I love calzone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now, the most frequently ordered topping is still pepperoni, but what's something that should never be put on pizza? The top answers were, this should never be put on pizza. Lead flakes. Oh, you're close. <laughs> Arsenic. Um, Fire. Number five is kiwi. Ugh. Ugh. That would be really bad. That'd be really Why would one sweet. do that? That's insane. I'd... Exactly. Plums. What? So basically fruit. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold at Broder's, they make eat, a fig. Why do, why do people eat Hawaiian pizza with well, yeah, salmon sure. and a, pineapple? I don't get that. Broder's does a fig and uh, and prosciutto pizza that is very good. Oh, that oh, could I be good. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Fig would be good. Okay, so you got the one things you should not put on a pizza are kiwi, plums, blueberries, beets, and fish. Yeah. Fish? Oh. Well, anchovies are fish, though, so yeah. well, shrimp. wrong. Shrimp, yeah. Well, I've had a shrimp, shrimp and pesto pizza, though, pizza that was solid. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a different deal. Yeah. I'd no do that. About yeah. I don't know. I've had a New, e New Haven pizza, which has got clams on it, and that's huh. tremendous. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Clam there's pizza. No, there's not a lot of sauce on that, but it's... Clams, cheese, extra garlic. You know what I love? We go to Josh Arnold, and he has to prove to everybody, look, I don't have time to fit in work with my exercise, <laughs> so I just, I'm going after a, from all sides. Big shot. <laughs> Big shot. There you go. Well, I'm doing kegels right now. You just can't tell. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, you're kegling? Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, right good. under the that's, table. That's it. All the time. I got, I got, I got a pregnant man. That's it. <laughs> well, it's not looking like Harvey's going to be calling in, huh? Uh, no. Art said that He's... they tried calling, but then we didn't actually get a call. No, I'm wondering if no. they called the wrong number. Yeah, no phone in, or no call in our the call history on the phone. And yeah, he... I think they might have had the wrong number or something. Oh, we'll figure it out. But I don't. Yeah, I think he had to move on. Well, so. if he did, he did. I can't worry about it. Yeah, yeah if the, the phone numbers didn't get locked in, what are you going to do? We'll, we'll try to get him another because Harvey actually is a very good guest. Harvey Levin. From the 30 Mile Zone, TMZ. He's got a new show coming on now about how scary it is to be living in America with all the murders going on and nobody ever gets... What I love is you murder someone, but that's okay. You don't need to go to prison. <laughs> hey, what? When did we get there? Uh, there's, so, there's so many directions I could go with that one, Tom. I oh, we'd like to hear that. Well. <laughs> Come on, Super Dave. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah. And Let it out. Dave. And I would be curious, Dave, because obviously everybody wants to make you know a lot of reforms to the police force in Minnesota. Like, do you have any ideas on how to make it better? Not as from a like reform everything, but as far as a quality of life for police officers, because that's a big reason. Like, you know, yeah. if it's overworked or understaffed. Is there things yep. that we can do to fix the understaffing issues? First of all, support your local police department. Yep. That would be number one. Don't sell them out. Don't have them evacuate their precinct. Um, I would, honestly, I would love to see the return of the beat cop or um, love beat cop. neighborhood policing more. Mm -hmm. um, that's the way I tried to run it, but I, I worked in a suburban, affluent 
city. So it was very easy for me to do that. Um, but you, first of all, they have to have backing from from up above the city all the way up to the president of the United States. But honestly, we're not getting that. So that's how I think it would change um, if there was more of that. Can we get to that? I don't know. I, But for the murderers getting out of jail, that's not on the cops. It's no, 100% on the, on the robes, 100% on the, the judges. All of it. I'd like to do my impression of Brian Miller as a police officer. <laughs> Walk up to a guy, go, uh, how are things going today? <laughs> Two guys walked into a bar, but one of them wasn't you because you're going to jail. What do you think? <laughs> I might work that in. I could do this. <laughs> I could work oh, that you know, in. Oh, you, know, you, you, you know, I always like when um, they serve people like legal papers. The, the, the guys are kind of like ninjas, mm-hmm. right? They pop into places and they give it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if I was on stage and I'm in the middle of a joke and I just lean and go, and by the way, sir, your ex-wife would like to give you these and just hit a guy with <laughs> sir, papers yeah. from the stage. That would be brilliant. You're doing crowd work and you just, what's your name, sir? And you're like, oh, my name's Roger. You've been served. Yes. <laughs> oh, Roger Feldman from 314 Pleasant Avenue. Hey, here's your papers. <laughs> Like one of those things where they, they say they're going to give everybody free Raiders tickets and everybody yeah. shows up and it turns out they've all got warrants or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why did it have to be Oakland, California? Oh, Raiders are now in Vegas, though, aren't they? I think they Vegas. actually yeah, did the Raiders, that, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, the it's Raiders in Serpico. Actually, they but, did, yeah. But I think they actually did that with Raiders tickets yep. one yes, time. Yes, they did. Yeah. When they were up in Oakland, California at that time, I believe, was the situation there. Hey, Josh, did you just fall off your bike for a second there? <laughs> no. Well, Did not camera... fall off the bike. You'll hear. You'll hear it if I fall off. Oh, the camera. There'll be a lot went... of moaning, groaning. <laughs> a lot of that. There'll be a lot of that. All right. All we do is take care of people out there. Make sure you haven't fallen and hit your head or things like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I do know what you're saying. There'll probably be a little blood I'm, as well. I'm too far away to render aid, Josh. So <laughs> be careful. This is kind of like life alert for him, though. Yeah, you know, we're exactly. all keeping an eye on him. <laughs> He's falling and he can't get up. How That's old do you right. have to be to get life alert? Don't you have to be like no. 85 or something? Uh, we got it for my mom, or we got a, a um, variation of it for my mom when she, after she uh, had her first um, amputation, because, and she was only in her mid 70s at that point, or early okay. 70s. So, yeah, it's. You can get it at any age. You live alone, yes. and you know you can get it at any age. But having things like Medicaid pay for it, it depends on the jurisdiction. Oh, is that right? They like, don't pay for it some areas. In Florida, it looks like they will pay for it at sixty or older, or if you're eighteen to fifty-nine and have a specific disability. So, if you're sixty or older and you don't even have a disability, you can still get one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you oh. go. Might as well. I, w- I would just recommend, like I have on my wrist, get a an Apple Watch. Yeah, they'll do that. Those nice features to it. Yep. Yeah. If I start talking about Apple Watch, then I'll talk about Apple, and then I'll be plugging a stock that I happen to own, and then some somebody will say, "Oh my goodness, I bought Apple and the stock went down." So if I talk about stocks, do know that my opinion. Nobody else's opinion. It may or may not be suitable for you, so make sure you contact your financial advisor before you invest. 
but Apple has got a phenomenal watch with all kinds of health features. And that one feature alone, if you fall down, it will spot where you are and make the 911 call. And if you just bump your arm, it does the same thing and you get a false, <laughs> false very trip. true, by the way. That is very it does true. That too, but it, it'll at least warn you and start buzzing on your uh, hand. Did you fall down? Really? Because because okay? I've responded to Apple crashes that were uh, completely <laughs> a lot of them that were completely bogus. Oh yeah, that happens a lot. There was a uh, a picture that's been floating around where there was some gym where you can connect your Apple Watch and it'll compare everybody's heart rate in the gym. And somebody was there late at night. It was like two a.m. as they're closing, and somebody's heart rate. It was at like 176, but the gym was empty. And so they're like, oh, they left their Apple Watch on while they were uh, shtipping at home and <laughs> broadcasting. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't want Apple to know what my arm is doing all the time. That's right not now. information Steve Jobs or anybody needs. That's for me to know. A lot of north-south north, movement on yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's apparently climbing a very small mountain. <laughs> he's in a hurry. Oh, he got that. <laughs> It's a nice touch. It's a nice touch right there. That's all I have to say. So what else is going on in the world? Anything important we should be uh, talking about? Because I, well, I, I just look at about, How stuff. about this? The consumer sentiment numbers, better, better than expected, much better than expected. And the consumer numbers come out, consumer sentiment numbers come out of Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan. And I would say, of course, the Michigan consumer sentiment numbers are good. Because the University of Michigan's football team happened to do, I think, pretty well in some championship game recently. Sure. And one of the things I found a while ago is that the Michigan University of Michigan sentiment numbers seem to coincide to how well Michigan sports teams were doing that previous week or previous month. So if... <laughs> The coach of the football team happens to leave and go to another another team that could have an adverse effect on the Michigan University of Michigan consumer sentiment numbers. But in any case, that was very positive and hasn't been this positive in in two years. Uh, we also had some inflation numbers that uh, came out today. And they were headed down, not up. That could be a nice boost for those that think the Fed is going to be cutting interest rates mm -hmm. uh, this year sooner rather than later. I'm of the opinion that the Fed, um, which has quote-unquote penciled in three-quarter point rate cuts this year, but has not given the timing of that. I'm of the opinion that the Fed will probably cut once before the election, and then any cuts will be after the election. Uh, they will, uh, the Fed could probably maintain their mantra of higher rates for longer to continue to bring down uh, inflation to their 2% target. That said, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, which I am told is a favorite inflation indicator for the Fed, has been under that 2% uh, level or 
for the last uh, six months. So we will see with that. Oh, one last thing in terms of the economy, because many strategists have been predicting a recession this year and also a market sell-off of significance and have suggested sell stocks or reduce your stock exposure, increase your bond exposure as the Fed is going to cut interest rates, bond prices would go up, yields would go down. Um, well, that's pretty much the same recommendation that most or the majority of strategists gave last year, and that did not work out. I do not think it's going to work out again this year. And in addition, not that this is any large predictor, but I don't know why Tom is not in Davos, Switzerland, with all the other uh, elite uh, leaders of business, commerce, and government. But business leaders meeting in Davos, Switzerland this week uh, have indicated that they do not see a recession in 2024. Well, that's good. Which is a lot better than what they saw last year when they did see a recession that didn't happen. So you can take that for, for what it's worth, but you, as one of my friends has said, you get what you expect. You know what I really like about that whole deal? And I might move to Switzerland just because, well, first of all, Lake Luzerne is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. But they asked the, uh, all those meeting in Davos uh, what they thought of uh, a presidential election. And they said, really doesn't matter. You know, we got the current guy. That's fine. You get Trump in there. That's fine, too. They don't have this panic and wringing of hands and crying and weeping that Americans do about who's going to be president. They go like, don't worry about it. Whoever the president is, financially, it'll be taken care of. So that was good news, I thought. I thought that's that's very good news. Yeah. Some people are finally getting smart. It, may, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, if you have enough money, things don't affect you. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, it's just if you don't have money, then horrible things happen to you and your life is ruined. You know. All right, Brian, get out. <laughs> get a job. Get a job, damn it. You don't like no. the one you've got? Get another one. There are, there are plenty of jobs out there. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You know, you sent me that information, Josh, and I checked a couple of other places. America seems to be the one place on earth that really loves to wring their hands over politics. My God, we lose it over politics. Other people go, ah, you know, the guy won, whatever. Good, yeah, like in Switzerland. Oh, that's the guy? Okay, good. We'll see what happens in two, three, four years, right? Yeah. They don't go into a panic like, like Americans. Why are Americans such panicked people when it comes to voting? Media's made us uh, that way. There you go. Yeah. 24-7 news cycle. Yep. Instead of three or four channels, we have uh, 900 channels, an awful lot of news and commentary channels. And as my father-in-law used to say, got to fill, got to fill the airtime, got to fill the air. And conflict, you got to have conflict. You can't. Yeah. You have to create point. conflict in every issue to make yep. the story sound interesting, even if it's very obvious one way or almost everyone agrees on another side. Yep. But the amazing thing to me is, it's never we're halfway there. It's if Biden stays in office, that's the end of democracy. No, no. If Trump gets elected, that's the end of democracy. <laughs> so either way, it's the end of democracy for some people. <laughs> How many times have we bullshit. heard this is the most important election of our lifetimes <laughs> exactly. in the last 20 years? I mean, really, I really think <laughs> probably since 04, every time they've said it, it can't be true yeah. every time. No. It might be true one of the times, but it can't be haven't been true every time since 2004. <laughs> It is unbelievable. What's the top rate right now, Josh? The top uh, interest rate for borrowing. For borrowing, what do you want to borrow? Borrow one. You want to you want to borrow borrow for your house? That's uh, yeah. Let's about, okay. Let's yeah. Let's okay. go with a house. House mortgage is seven percent right now. That's pretty high, so that, isn't it? Well, it's pretty. It's, it's high for we'll say the last ten years. Yeah, it's, it's a high rate. Right. But if you look at uh, baby boomers, such as yourself, myself, uh, when you bought your first house, you probably paid above 7%. Mm. 
Oh God! It yeah, was it was up to yeah. like fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Wow! I yeah. didn't pay it fifteen, but that was the high rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people were still buying houses at that rate, mm-hmm. and later they were refinancing at lower rates. And I am I am of the belief that if somebody were to buy a house today and be able to and get a seven percent mortgage sometime in the next year, year and a half, they could refinance that rate and it'll probably be down in the fives. In a year, uh, year and a half. Well, that's good news. I like, that's mm-hmm. exactly the reason I asked that. So we got yeah. about another year to 18 months and the rates should go, should settle in nicely. Yeah. You know, I'm not, again, you know, I'm not uh, running out to buy bank stocks, but no, right. Uh, interest rates should, should come down. Uh, and I think they'll come down particularly with mortgages uh, at a reasonable rate. Uh, the, other, the other issue is the number of apartments that are being built right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're at fairly high costs. Uh, and there still is a pretty good demand for, ho- for housing, for apartments. But apartment rents are starting to roll over and head down. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So because, that's, uh, that's that's another, uh, well, I'll say housing costs are about 35% of the CPI number. So I if had, housing costs start leveling off, heading down, the CPI number will fall pretty rapidly. Yeah, that sounds good. I had, I had a listener to the show send me a picture. They went out to dinner last week. Uh, he didn't want to say where it was, but then whatever. But he ordered a steak dinner, and his steak dinner was $100. $100 for dinner now at a restaurant. Well, take a look at the, what the cost is getting uh, going to McDonald's. A, uh, you know, a Big Mac, fries, and a, and a Coke. I think that's going to be 15 Fifteen dollars plus. Yep, I think yep. you're. Ab- I think you're absolutely right about that. Fifteen bucks. And I know when McDonald's first opened uh, in Minnesota, because there was a place called the Clock on West Broadway, it was right across from North High School, the old location of North High School, and you could buy a hamburger in there for nineteen cents. I don't think you can do that anymore, and I don't think those days are ever going to return. <laughs> Where you can buy a burger for 19 cents. Now, that wasn't a Big Mac or anything like that. It was just a regular hamburger. And I, I do believe White Castle at the time was still 12 cents per little burger. Now, let's see. What was McDonald's? I think McDonald's was 15 cents. I think you're absolutely in, right. Uh, in New Jersey, when I, when they, when I first started uh, going, going there, I think you get, uh, for 50 cents, you can get... Uh, Two hamburgers and French fries. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. I just and the reason to keep an eye on that is, uh, I read an article, I guess about four or five days ago, that said to to live a nice median territory uh, life for a family in America now, they need an income of about ninety eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I believe That's that. Okay, well, here you go. Um, if you had a million dollars and you were to invest it 
what I call my way, you could uh, generate an income about uh, 10, hold on, 100 million, it'd be $100,000 a year mm -hmm. using a uh, concept called systematic withdrawal where you invest for growth and you sell off a portion of that growth on a monthly basis. And it's a concept that I learned from one of my investment heroes, John Templeton, in 1980. Uh, of course, your principal is going to go up and down, but I have found through a lot of years of doing that, as long as you don't take more than the agreed upon amount uh, from when you started, you should be fine for a very long time. The best example that I can use of that is one of my clients who's still living uh, who invested um, about $250,000 in 1990 when he was forced out of a company. He needed some supplementary income. We took out $2,000 a month from that. Yeah. He, uh, he today is 83 years old. Uh, we figured out that he has taken out oh, about $1.4 million over that uh, 33 year period of time. And his account uh, is worth about uh, $1.2 million. So if you think here's 1990, the 90s, 2000s, the 2010s, and now we're in the 2020s, there were numerous periods during that time when his principal decreased significantly with, mm -hmm. the, with the stock market. But he did not take out more than the agreed upon amount, amount you know, for a significant period of time. And then as he needed more money and the rules relating to required minimum distributions took in, he had to take out a lot more. So that's probably the best example of it, but it's real, real life, real time for a real person. Yeah, it makes sense. Brian Miller, I've never asked you this before, but you might be the only comedian that I know <laughs> that works the stock market. Do you? I don't even know if you do or not, but you give me the impression that you'd be you'd be pretty interested in the stock market. No, I actually have a really? bit about how people think that I have money or understand it, but no, no. It's I'm, the glasses. It is, that's literally what I did. That's the bit, a bit is about having the glasses. No, because when you have these glasses, people assume that you, you read a lot, but all these glasses proves that I've read as an eye chart. <laughs> and I got it wrong. So, you know, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a hill person from Kentucky, ultimately. <laughs> a hill person from Kentucky. I am there a hill person from Kentucky. This is the I truth. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like where in Kentucky? Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, the Duke of Paducah. Absolutely. Oh yes, the gosh. Duke of Paducah, yeah. I might be oh the only... Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know about that, Josh? Oh, the Duke I, I of Paducah? Know Paducah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That, that has always been one of... Uh, that's been a standing joke in our family ever since my father-in-law used to call on some uh, paint suppliers and hardware stores 
in Paducah. It is a comedy name. It is often just tossed in as like, uh, what am I, from Paducah? Which is, you hear that, you're growing up, and you're like, but I'm from Paducah. Paducah. It's like, oh, my goodness. The Duke of Paducah, he was at the Northrop Auditorium many years ago opening for Hank Williams Jr., and I was in the record business then, and I was talking to the Duke of Paducah backstage, and he's about to go on. He said, well, Tommy, it's nice talking to you. Don't forget, this is the best advice you're ever going to get. That's the way it goes. First your money and then your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is Kentucky investment advice. Yeah, there you go right there. Oh, I loved him. He was a great guy. He's been gone now for about, what, 35, 40 years, something like that. Because that was back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you that. But, yeah, but I, I, see, I love Kentucky. There are very few places I've ever been in America I didn't like. You guys go to places you – no, Brian, you must travel a lot to do comedy. Are yeah. There places you don't like to go? Um, you know, it's, it's not – Every state has its virtues and its downsides, yeah, um, you know. Yeah, and uh, Kentucky, a beautiful country. I mean, the rolling hillsides of Kentucky, yes. gorgeous. Yep. Um, the thing I like the least is those kind of small to medium-sized towns that all just look like the same interstate stop. It's just the Applebee's and the what, you know. Right. It's the right. I, I I don't even care what your town is like. I want it to look different than the town I just left. <laughs> and so I like them. The more distinctive the town, the, the more I like it, even if it's kind of jankety sometimes. You're like, yeah, but it's got charm, it's got character, it's got texture, as opposed to just like how many sort of strip mall, you know, interstate stop towns. I, I, I find that I find those just tiresome. Yeah, Tevin might yeah. get this reference. You got your range, Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I've yeah. been to range. You, if you did, you like blinked and you went right through it. It's like There's a, a bar on the side of the road. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've worked in a lot of those towns in Wisconsin. I mean, I've I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you the worst place. The worst place I ever been was Missouri Valley, Iowa, um, which is uh, right on the border, very very far southwest Iowa. And I'm not kidding. When I drove through, it was a plague of frogs. So I'm driving to the gig, and there's frog, so many frogs on the road. They're bouncing off the, the, the hood of my car. And boom, boom, boom. The, the headlights were like pink because of all the frog blood on the front of the car. So then I park at the gig, and I got to walk across this field. The field is just boiling with frogs. So I'm just walking over all these frogs. I get into the hotel, and I said, uh, what's up with all the frogs? And the lady at the hotel goes, uh, yeah, I guess there's some frogs. <laughs> some frogs. It's all the frogs. Yeah, I would have not made it to that show. I'm not. Nope. It turned out to truly. I'm not. It turned out to be a white supremacist bar, um, which I found out when I started doing the. uh, It's the only time I ever worked for this booker, by the way. He'd never been there. He was just booking stuff on, you know, on calling it. So I, uh, I I went to to, the opener with uh, John Conroy, a good friend of mine. And uh, as soon as I went to start the set, this guy from the back came and sat in the direct front table, kind of so he could. kind of beat a disturbance, him and his oh. girlfriend, and sort of having just a regular full-volume conversation. And then when I tried to, like, like, hey, what's up with you, fella? He just pulled up his sleeve and showed me all his Nazi tats. Mm-hmm. And so I was oh, like, God. uh, oh. So then I just didn't acknowledge it, because what are you going to do? And then everybody else in the bar pulled up their sleeves. And, and then, uh, got, oh, and boy. so, yeah. Uh-oh. I said, good night. Uh, you know what's crazy? This is how dumb I was as a comedian. I was like, well, i got to finish my time. And so I, I, I did like 20 more minutes. And then uh, I wanted to go back to the hotel room, but I didn't want to leave John by himself. So I'm like, John, 
I'll stay here with you. And then as soon as John got off stage, it was like, all right, Conrad, we're going back to that hotel. And we ran back across the field of frogs and locked our hotel room oh, doors. Man. And then while we're sitting there, John goes, I think they know we're here. I drive a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be a problem. I, uh, many years ago, <clears throat> I, didn't, I don't even remember where the hell we were. We're uh, It doesn't matter. We went into a bar and I was probably... I don't know, like 30 years old, something like that. So I'm having some cocktails in there, and these guys come over, kind of like the guys you're talking about. <laughs> and he did the same thing, because they like to apparently do that. They pull up their sleeve and show you the Nazi, you know, the swastikas and all that. And so he pulls it up. He goes, what, what do you guys think of it? You're not from around here, are you? And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Minnesota. He goes, oh, yeah? Well, look at this. I said, yeah, what about it? He goes, it's got some power. I said, power? They lost the war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't like that at all. Yeah. That's funny. He did, not, he did not care for the fact that I was bad-mouthing the Nazis because they're a bunch of losers. Oh, he did not like that at all. I could totally but, see you doing that, Tom, too. That's the well, video. Well, you know, after a couple of cops. It's historically accurate. I mean. <laughs> it's historically accurate. That's exactly right. The symbol originally came from from where somewhere in north africa i think hinduism mm -hmm. uses it a lot well, hinduism yeah that's what it is. okay a lot of places so actually India? use it quite a lot still oh do they really yeah very common in southeast asia for example i didn't know that yeah mm -hmm. i think even if you used it before the holocaust and the nazis <laughs> afterwards you got to find something different. i kind of agree yeah. it's like if your name was adolf and you're in 1920 you're gonna go by jimmy or something right. after a while like you know his, like his mustache i'm sure there are a lot of people that wore that style mustache back then chaplin i mean famous yeah. Chaplin yeah. was incensed yeah. because Chaplin yep. uh, was very liberal, and you know he, he Chaplin's making movies during the rise of Hitler, and is getting increasingly irritated. Basically, a horrible policies, but also he's like, but people keep identifying me with yep. him, which yep. is why he winds up making the Great Dictator because, and which has become oh, right. one of the yep. first like anti-Nazi, anti-Hitler films, which was very controversial. But Chaplin was like, I'm not shaving my mustache. <laughs> that guy sucks, and I'm going to make a movie about it. <laughs> he's like, I got to reclaim my mustache. <laughs> Well, I just saw something on a on a, one of the news channels that there was a very specific reason why Adolf Hitler cut his mustache down to that little one inch strip on his upper lip, but oh. I can't I cannot remember. Was it like a why. like a surgical or a wound or a surgical scar or something? Maybe, or? maybe something like that. But he did it for a very specific reason. I do know that. We got to get a really evil dictator with a stupid handlebar mustache so we can get rid of those like those little hipster know, ones with the real. swoops. We got to get somebody to do, do something bad so people stop doing the swoops with the wax. I hate that. You know what really pisses them off, though, when you do this? And from what I understand, I've done a lot of research on this throughout the years. <laughs> but if you mention to somebody wearing the old swastika on their arm, did you know that Adolf Hitler was gay? They do not like that at all. <laughs> I Ooh. bet not. And it's historically true. He was gay. Yeah, right, because the Eva Braun, there was like a sham marriage at the end, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's a, so they don't like hearing that part, though, either, I guess. I don't, it's like, what What do you, he was an evil dictator. What the hell do you care? What do you yeah, care? it seems like a weird line to draw at a certain point. <laughs> it really well, is when you look at it, but, you know. He also whatever. shot a dog, so, you know. He did. We're going to pile on, <laughs> we're going to oh, yeah, keep adding stuff people get mad about. They say that he had the small mustache because larger mustache made it so gas masks wouldn't seal. Oh, that's exactly right. Oh, uh, no yeah, that's exactly proof right. either way, but it is. I mean, he yep. did before he had his, his small mustache. He did um, 
get gassed during World War One. Sure, so it yeah, might have yeah. been like maybe I gotta you know. Yeah, there are pictures of him situation. with a bigger mustache. Yeah, he had huh. a Kaiser mustache yep. when he was younger. Yeah, he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. That ma- gas mask thing actually makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, I mean, well, if you World fought in World War One. Like, that was a yeah. going concern. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, even, it sure even was. you know, I was in the fire service for a little while. It's like. They don't want your full beards there either because no. your masks don't fit. Yeah, my best friend's a fireman, and he's like, he's always got to be clean shaven. He yep. said, even if he said, even if you wanted to try to push it a little bit and have a little something, he goes, it's just going to get irritating. Yep. We keep it to keep with the respirators on yep. and all that yep. stuff. Oh yeah, sure. Plus, I know what sense. I'd look like because my brother has a beard, and it'd be all white. It wouldn't look good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get patchy. It doesn't connect. <laughs> I get good portions of it, but then there's kind of missing spots, and oh, it gets yeah, real bad fast. <laughs> I don't think any of my, my maybe did any of my brothers ever have a beard? Uh, mustaches, but not beards. Mustaches, but not beards. And not, I don't know if you can grow a, a beard in my family. It, same thing Brian said. My beard is five different colors, and it's in about five different patches. <laughs> my dad had a great beard. That's what I could never get. Really? My dad could grow a killer beard in like two weeks. Like, <laughs> it just skipped me somehow. Not you, though. Huh? No. <laughs> you need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. So, Josh, what else you got? How long are you going to be on that bicycle, man? You're working on it like a <laughs> madman. Nah, I'm not working out. It's just it, it's a seat and it's got some pedals. Something to do. Something to do. I just could stop to do this do. for the rest of the time you're on though. <laughs> Everybody say yeah. Yeah, when I stand up, I'm gonna have like roller coaster legs from watching that bob to the side. You're gonna have to be bobbing Motion around. Sickness. Yeah, exactly. Take my dramamine. <laughs> no question about it. Is there anything in the because what I'm doing lately, and I gotta be honest with you, I can watch CNN and Fox. 45 seconds on CNN and 45 seconds on Fox. Uh, is there anywhere to go get news now without a big bend on it or a big, uh, a big weight on one end, whether it's too far left or too far right or whatever? Is there any news channel what out is there that just uh, gives you news, news Nation? News Nation, is that good? That's, that seems to have a little less. Well, it does have a lot of commentators, but that seems to be uh, pretty good to get, to get some news. Yeah, because I need something like that. Because right now, basically, I am hearing two things. From CNN, I'm hearing that if Trump gets elected, it's the end of the world. And from the other side, the Republicans, I'm hearing that if Biden is president one more term, that's the end of the world. So we're screwed either way. Yeah, and uh, it kills me. You don't listen to uh, MSNBC. Yeah. But you go to see... You go to the CNN website, and the headline sometimes will be like analysis or commentary. I'm like, how can the top headline be analysis? Shouldn't yeah, the top headline, headline always be news? It's not news, is it? Yeah. yeah absolutely oh. true, Brian. 100% true. 
Now, see, I, I just I just have either Bloomberg, Bloomberg News on, or uh, CNBC. So again, somebody's always talking to me. You're only thinking about the money, only thinking about the money. But they have a lot of what I'll call news updates. So as we're we're speaking, news update on CNBC. U.S. Mexico resumed border talks. There was a cargo plane fire. Precision moon landing. All the same story. That's a big story. Three different different stories. (laughs) You know, but here's just straight up, straight up news. Uh, Oh, it's News Nation, you said. That's where I should go. Yeah, News News Nation. They have news. They also have some commentary. But, you know, it's... uh, I can't can't say there's anybody that's far far left or far right, kind of kind of in the, in the center for all the all the commentators. Uh, you can watch Bloomberg has got some pretty good news plus some interviews, and that seems pretty pretty much straight up. And they just uh, list right on the TV channel with Bloomberg all the headlines from around the world. Oh, so that's good. That'd be good. Then you can go in and get all the all the headlines. I mean, the problem I have with the whole thing is that if you watch CNN or Fox, you have to ask both stations, how did the two worst human beings on Earth get back-to-back presidencies? How did that's quite a you know coincidence, I would say, that this horrible Trump was president and the horrible Biden followed him in back-to-back. Two horrible presidents, maybe the worst of all time, according to the news. And and it's you could say the same about the last set of presidents, by the way, in in terms yeah. of the news coverage. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. Oh God, yeah. You can never. Hey, this is it. We both agree this is a great president. I've never heard <laughs> that in my life. Or uh, you know, just what about a what a what a meh. Eh, he's all right. I mean, you know, okay. I mean, that yeah. seems like a more likely outcome. Yeah, indifference would well, be nice. I don't know. It's I. It, you talk about your life, Tom. You know the. If I go back, the last great president, just in thinking about the news, was John Kennedy. Well, look what happened. Does it look what that guy? Is <laughs> a horrible president. Who was a horrible president? Everybody else since John Kennedy is a horrible president, according to the news. Yeah, well, that's right. According to news, you're absolutely right about that, and I do have to believe with. One part of it's true, because if I were a reporter that went to the White House for an interview and had to interview Lyndon Baines Johnson while he was sitting on the toilet, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't really care for that. He used to do that all the time, I guess. I'll tell you what, I got some business to do, but you can come on in and ask me some questions. He'd drop trow and sit down on a toilet and do the, do the interview. What was that? Is that a control issue? Oh, that's I'm a huge power move. <laughs> it, it really is a huge power move, isn't it? No. Nope. <laughs> No, we will, we'll wait till you get out. Yeah, I'll wait till you get out of the toilet and then one on After the you wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, washing your hands would be good too, but I don't know. I, I but I did like the fact you sent that to me, Josh, where where the people over in Europe go, good. One of them's gonna be president, Trump's gonna be president, good. Uh, Biden, good. Who cares? It's not a big deal, don't worry about it. Well, here, you could uh, look at look at an interview recently of Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, mm-hmm. interviewed um, on CNBC the other day from Davos. 
you know, talking. He was asked about the presidential election and basically don't care. Here's Trump has done these, did these good things. He did these bad things. You know, Biden's in office now. Our bank survived and thrived over this last eight years. It's going to continue to survive and thrive no matter who is president. End of story. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to all cave in because of who the president. Does the president stand alone? Does the president even have that much power anymore? Well, the, the last guy sure seems to uh, imply that he's going to do some dictatorial things. Uh, I mean, he literally <laughs> said, I'll be a dictator on day one. I mean, I was like, no, no. It, it he, says the, he says it that the, the president should have complete immunity from all crimes. Day. Here, I'll be a dictator. If I were a dictator for one day, I'd close the southern border and drill, baby, drill. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> drill. OK, everything. well, guess what? That was part of his campaign uh, promises when he ran in 2015 and 16. I'm just saying he literally claims that he's making the legal argument that the president is above all laws. That's a legal being put forth right now. Well, yeah, that is, I mean, technically that is what uh, is said in the Constitution. That is not true. The, the, the spirit, the entire spirit of the Constitution is based on two things, which is if you just take a bird's eye view of the Constitution, it's based on exactly two things. One, people should have some voice in government, some representation. And the second is no kings. That's, if, if, you, if you just ask right. yourself, why did the American Revolution happen? It was for those exact two reasons. So the idea that, that any unitary executive could be above the law is, is the most fundamentally opposed thing to the constitution that there could be but i have a uh, my well here i've is... got a question for you you know what about all the every president that has passed executive orders, orders. Well, that's not saying they're above all the laws. Now, I don't think executive orders are necessarily a great thing. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the, the broken nature of Congress and the inability to get any even basic things passed. I mean, basically, I mean, this is going get, to get tied up in the entire foundering system of democracy. I'm talking about take a step back. If the president is immune from all crimes, that is a fundamental contradiction to the Constitution. And I don't think that's complicated. No, I don't think it is either. I mean, we're on both sides. We're in the situation where, well, first of all, bringing all those charges against one president's a little ridiculous. You went a little over the top with that. But by the same token, uh, Hunter Biden's going to be excused. If he's found guilty, his father's going to let him off. And you know that. Now, he wasn't president, but his father was president, and he's going to let him. He's already said, even if you sentence him to prison, he ain't going to prison. Has he said that? Yes, he has. I mean, I'm not. I mean, we, this goes back to what Billy Carter and Roger Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Remember, was it was Roger, Roger Clinton? Right. Roger Wasn't that Clinton, Clinton's yes. brother? I haven't thought of him in a long. I know, time. right? Roger, <laughs> dude. That see, this is when politics were fun. When we had like a Roger Clinton on the scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come you on, know, Billy Clinton was. Or Billy Carter. Billy Carter, because Roger he had his own beer. He had his own beer, Billy Beer. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> When did they stop making Billy Beer? It wasn't about like 15 minutes after. Yeah, was it about? <laughs> did you ever? Has anybody? Have you ever had a Billy Beer? Uh, I was. Yes. What I was. You, like, you, you were definitely too young for Billy Beer. Tom, old. you ever have a Billy Beer? Yes. Were they any good? Mm, it was okay. It was actually Billy gave it to me. He handed me a six pack. Really? Of beer. 
Yeah. You got Billy Beer from that's cool. Billy Carter, yes. It was It was produced for a little over a year. <laughs> it was only a year. Wow. My dad my dad had a six pack of that. Yeah, he got it from somewhere. But my dad delivered beer. So, oh sure. So it was like sure. one of the bars or whatever. So it was kind of like a novelty thing yeah, somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because I didn't I was, it was a little bit before my time, but like I'm you know, I used to you know, I'd steal a hit off the old man's beer when <laughs> well, he wasn't paying attention, you know. Hey, I drank hams when I was a baby. So. <laughs> I look at hams. Me too. I look at hams, hams right is, now. I do a ham. See Tevin? Tevin. Tevin I, doesn't like hams? I I made the mistake on dr- like talking a little shit about Ham's beer and Officer Dave was not having it. So oh. I am a, the Ham's Bear's coming after you, I my am friend. A huge supporter of Ham's beer since that moment. Officer Dave is much better. I like a Ham's, I like a stag, I like a lone star. I, yes, I start my morning every day with bacon, eggs, and ham, ham's actually beer. I would argue Ham's is the best breakfast beer. It's very light. It's a ham. Breakfast it's a ham, beer. yeah. yeah. Pork chop and every Theodore can. Ham Brewing Company, baby. You got it. <laughs> we had good, pretty good beer, Grain Belt and Hams. They were both yeah. pretty good yep. beers, I would think. You know, uh, I was at the Union Liquor Store in North Minneapolis when I was about, uh, I guess, about 18 years old. Because of my size and my voice, when I was 11, they thought I was 25, so that worked out really <laughs> Oh, <neat>. nice. <laughs> a guy walks in there, and he puts down a six-pack of Hams beer. And the guy says, that'll be $1.50. That's about that. The guy goes, oh, I've only got a dollar. And he said, well, there's some bat- beers back in the back there. Uh, you can just grab one of those six back there. They're, they're under a dollar, so that'll solve your problem. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> I'm only I'm drinking, only drinking the good stuff. <laughs> he's got a dollar to his name, and he's going to dictate who's serving him what. Split the, uh, split the pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see a solution to this. this four four cans instead. Yep. <laughs> I can do he this was math. Very upset. <laughs> he was very upset, so I duked him fifty cents and never saw him again. But I, I kicked in fifty cents so he could buy a six pack of beer. You're a good man, Tom. Yeah. Long told him don't get behind the wheel though, and he goes, The wheel of what? I don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's good. So that was a good thing. A, a car, that's like a hundred cases of hams. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I've got a picture of my dad from the uh, late 50s. He's getting into the uh, 57 Chevy with a can of hams in his hand. Hey, it's still legal in uh, uh, Louisiana, I believe. Texas, too. Yeah, you can have a roadie. Oh, yeah. Really? You can have a roadie in Texas and Louisiana? Yes. In in Louisiana, they have drive-thru liquor stores and drive-thru, like going to McDonald's, you can buy a daiquiri and they hand it to you and off the road you go. As long as you are not impaired, you are good to go. You can drink behind the wheel. They used to have a drive, what used to be called Jug Liquors on uh, Washington and West Broadway. I don't know what it is. It's like a print, it's a little print shop thing now or something, but it's a little tiny building uh, and it just... You could drive right up wherever you wanted. You got the bottle of whiskey. You got a case of beer whatever. They'd hand it to you right through the window. But that only lasted a couple of years. So was that illegal in Minnesota at one time or no, something? No, it was. There are, I'm sure it was, well, when Dad was on the beer truck, mm. there were a lot of places that we would go that had the drive-up window. Oh, really? And yeah, there used, you go. used a lot. They have in Illinois, too. The, yeah. there's, that's a big drive-up liquor. Yeah. I don't. 
I don't recall seeing him in Minnesota. I the liquor store by my house during uh, the pandemic and, and still does. You can like you can just park and like you know like Target, right? They'll bring your booze to your right. car, right. which is kind of the same thing. But I don't know that I've seen a drive-up window in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The, no, the, I don't think so. No, used Jug to be used to be around, person. but I think yeah. they fell out of favor with the. Um, Volstead people. <laughs> the Volstead people. That's a good pull. Oh, nice. Volstead Act. Yep. Yeah, that's a good deal. Got a couple of minutes left. Any closing comments? We'll go around the service. Start with Josh. Well, no, we'll finish with Josh because he's working out. <laughs> okay. Ooh, can you dismount at the end like a gymnast? <laughs> yeah, do the spin yeah, move. Yeah, good, good. good luck with me dismounting. <laughs> All right, so Officer Dave, any closing comments? No. Everybody enjoy everybody. Be nice to everybody and don't make me come after you. I like it. Tevin? Um, pray for your Minnesota Vikings because if Kirk Cousins leaves, we're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Is there any chance the Vikings might go after the Michigan head coach? Uh, no, nah. I think he's pretty much going to uh, the Chargers, and we're not going to the KOC. Yeah. And it's not because I think Chris Kirk Cousins is great. But uh, if he leaves, our options are either a rookie quarterback or people like Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah. Whoa, whoa, Teddy Bridgewater was here once before. Yeah, we can bring him back. He hasn't really panned out to do much. But uh, the list of names is uh, like a Jacoby Brissett type, you know, not uh, not anything that's going to wow you. So we're, it might be a long year next year for us. All right, we'll do it. Brian Miller. Oh, yeah, catch me. I'll be at Laugh Camp uh, tonight and tomorrow in St. Paul. And also, I know you got a lot of uh, Louisville listeners. Uh, I'm going to be at the Louisville Comedy Caravan on uh, Thursday, uh, February 8th to the 10th. So uh, all the Louisville listeners come out and catch me at uh, the Comedy Caravan in Louisville. It's a fun there place. There you go, Joe. Back in my, the, the land of my birth. There you go. There you go. You know that to this day, and that would have been about 60 years ago, when somebody says the word Louisville, I think about Muhammad Ali throwing his gold medal into the river after winning the Olympics. Yeah, and he, they have a Muhammad Ali museum in, in Louisville. Yeah, they do. I, I thought that man was the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. And so did he. He, yeah. he was right. <laughs> he was right. Andy, closing comments. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Josh, you get to wrap it up, pal. What do you got? Next week continues uh, big earnings with um, Intel, amongst amongst other companies. We also have uh, Netflix coming up, and in Microsoft, Google, uh, Meta coming up in the following week, and then after that, Apple and Amazon round out some of the big tech companies reporting earnings. Do be uh, do be prepared for a little bit of uh, pullback. Uh, after the earnings reports, uh, should the companies be a little bit cautious in terms of their guidance? Uh, meantime, these stocks still, in my view, offer plenty of upside. Short term, I do like some of the casino stocks, uh, including uh, favorite DraftKings, which is approaching a recent high. Mm-hmm. And... Flutter Entertainment, which owns FanDuel, is going to move or going to list on the NYSE at the end of this month and may, in fact, even spin off FanDuel. FanDuel and DraftKings are the two leaders in online casino gambling and online sports betting. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll close with this. What will we find out after an hour on the air? There was never a bicycle that Josh was having sex, though. <laughs> I was going to say earlier, this is like his wife's eye view. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Have and a that's great... <laughs> there you go. Have a good weekend. <laughs>